Well, since we have baptism coming up, I thought I'd talk a little bit more about baptism and maybe talk about an area that we don't necessarily always talk about when it comes to baptism. And I want to talk about the commitment uh, that should be found as we come to the waters of baptism. So if you want to turn to Matthew 3, 13 to 17 and Romans chapter 6, kind of put your finger in there. We're going to read those two passages. They should be on the screen above. And uh, if not, just hit them on your phone or in your Bibles and follow along. So Matthew 3, 13 to 17. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. And so John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Then over to Romans chapter 6. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Father, we just pray your blessing over your word here this morning. I just pray you will open up our minds of understanding and that, Lord, again, that you will draw us closer to you in Jesus' name. Well, this morning I want to talk about a part of baptism that don't necessarily talk about too much. Uh, We usually refer to it, but I don't want to do more than just a reference to it. I want to talk about the commitment part of water baptism, the dedication, the consecration that should come along with choosing to be baptized. Now, water baptism is a normal Christian practice. It was instituted by Jesus himself, choosing to be baptized, to set an example and show that he was willing to fulfill all that God requires. And that should speak to us if Jesus needed to be baptized we need to be baptized. It is a baptism is a requirement from God. It is a command that signifies that we're followers of Christ, that we've chosen to believe and follow Jesus. You're not being baptized uh, for a church. You're not being baptized for a denomination. It's about Jesus Christ. And we need to remember that. Now, when it comes to baptism, baptism, usually the reason why most of us decide to get baptized is because we've made that choice to serve Jesus Christ and to follow Jesus Christ. We've welcomed Christ into our lives and into our hearts. And we want to show that. We want to show that we've decided to believe in him, and we also want to be obedient uh, to his call. Matthew 28, 19 is the Great Commission. and It says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we see that baptism is something that God requires. It's something that God commands us to do. And we should be doing that to fulfill all that God requires. Now, when we look at baptism, it was a familiar rite at that time. The Jewish people uh, also practiced baptism. And uh, when you were baptized, you were showing that you were converting to that faith, that faith in Christ. 
And so that's what happens when we're baptized. We're showing, we're demonstrating to people that we're converting to the faith of Jesus Christ. And so it becomes a public testimony that one has decided to follow Christ and his ways. And it's to show uh, publicly that we have chosen to change the way that we're living, even repenting of our sins, choosing now to follow in the ways of God and righteousness. And that part of the testimony is still important today and, and helps us to be accountable to continue to live for God because we did it publicly, so now everybody knows that we're going to be a Christian. And so that kind of puts the pressure back on ourselves, say, okay, from this day on, I am going to live for Jesus Christ and live the way he wants me to live. You can also think of many revivals that have happened throughout the ages uh, because of such events. Uh, you remember the movie wasn't too long ago where it depicted the hippies that were coming to Christ in California and they were being baptized. And, and you know, they still baptize people in that same area. And, and God is still doing a work there. But you know, that turned into a revival. I can think of one of the churches we pastored uh, years ago uh, in Campbellton, New Brunswick. And uh, we were uh, going back through some of the history that had happened there. And I was rather surprised to find out that in this, uh, at that time, a small city, about 10,000 people, but back in the 1920s, I'm not sure what the population was, probably way, way less. And it talks about a baptismal service. This was in a local paper of a baptismal service with over 3,000 people gathered to watch a baptism in the Restigus River that was there. So some neat things can happen when people get baptized, and when people see that, they recognize they're being baptized for a reason. They're being baptized because they've decided to follow Jesus. Now, as we look at baptism in the Bible, you'll also find that in the majority of cases, people were baptized quite quickly after a confession of faith. Um, so that's telling us that a confession of faith is absolutely necessary before you're baptized. If you've never made a confession of faith, then you shouldn't be baptized. Uh, because that's what baptism is. It shows that you are making that confession. Now, you can make that confession and in two minutes be baptized. As uh, long as you make that confession of faith that you do and have chosen to follow Jesus Christ. And, and that's the main part of baptism, that to show that, you know, that we are now believers in Jesus Christ and that we've asked Christ to come into our lives to forgive us of our sins and that we want to live for him. And so... Uh, that's kind of the main part. Interesting is you talk with kids and uh, you talk to them about baptism and you ask them, why do you want to be baptized? And you already know that they've welcomed Jesus uh, into their life and they have a faith in Jesus. And, and usually their answer to me is, I want to get closer to God. And, you know, and that's a valid point. You know, because as you look at the baptism of Jesus, isn't it interesting that after he comes up out of the water, the Heavenly Father speaks a blessing over him and expresses how happy he is over him and says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And so baptism does bring the pleasure of God over us because we're doing something that God requires. We're following the Lord in the area of obedience. And the Bible always tells us that God blesses obedience and so when you get baptized, you're definitely putting yourself into a place of favor with God that, yes, will draw you closer to God. And so that's kind of a good reason, too. If you're a young child today, I know most of them have already gone out, but they say, I want to get closer to Jesus. I think that's a good reason as well. So profession, 
pleasing God, obedience, a public testimony are all important parts of water baptism and are common thoughts of why people want to be baptized. But there's another part of water baptism that I also want to look at, and that is the commitment part. And, and this kind of represents a, a more serious approach uh, to baptism, usually for people who are older that would have that understanding of what to do. And because of that, when we look at the area of commitment, it sometimes leads us to, as, as adults, that we want to get rebaptized because we now understand baptism a whole lot better. It means a whole lot more to us, and, and that's why sometimes uh, people get baptized again. And, and so that's kind of the part I want to focus on this morning, the commitment part of baptism, that recognize that baptism is more than just a profession of faith or a testimony of faith, which is important, very important, but it's also a commitment to live out our faith. And so I just want to look at two areas this morning and actually use the passage of Scripture from Romans that we read just to talk a little bit about that, of the greater commitment uh, that we can do as we come to the waters of baptism. So the first area, the book of Romans tells us that as we are baptized, that we should identify with the death of Christ. There's symbolism, there's a lot of symbolism that takes place as we are baptized. Uh, Romans 6, 3 to 4, gives a bit of a picture of that. It says, have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. So when we were baptized, uh, and as we go down into those waters, we're identifying with the death of Christ. And, and so you're, you're, as you're being laid down in those waters, you're saying goodbye uh, to all those sins, uh, your former way of living, and you're saying, that's over with. That's done, and I'm rising up to new life. And, and so there's a burial that takes place. We don't often think about that, but that's exactly what does happen in baptism. We're symbolizing that burial of our past. So as we go down into the waters, uh, we're reminding ourselves that, you know what? I've asked Jesus into my life. Jesus has forgiven me. Uh, all the things that I've been doing, the way that I've been living is now going to be behind me and buried. And I'm no longer going to live in those sinful ways like I used to. And that's an important part of baptism. You don't want to get baptized and go back to living the same way you were living before. You want to live a changed life. So after baptism, we should be desiring to do our best with God's help not to live a sinful lifestyle anymore. And if we continue to live in a sinful lifestyle, then really you're almost declaring your baptism void because you're not living the way God wants you to. So in baptism, we really should be treating sin rather seriously and try and strive to stop sinning. Now, I realize today in a lot of teaching uh, that is going on out there today, even in Christian circles, and, you know, we get a lot of people encouraged, oh, sin's okay, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, you can live any way that you want to. I'm sorry, you're not going to find that in the Bible. Uh, the Bible says that sin is not good. Sin needs to be repented of. Sin needs to be changed. Sin needs to be put to death. And, and that's what you're, you're doing by symbolism as you're being baptized. You're basically saying, you know what, all these sins that you know about me, all these things you've seen in my life up to this point, it's going to be buried. And as it's buried, I'm going to rise up as a new person to walk in new ways and I'm going to be a changed individual. And so 
That's what's taking place. Now, many scriptures speak of this, of that we're to put to death our old ways, our sinful ways. Colossians 3, 5 to 9 would be one of those. It says, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. And because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger and rage and malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. And so this is one of those verses, again, just reminding us that we are to put to death our old ways of sinful living. And, you know, in case we don't understand, well, what does that mean? Well, the author gives, spells out a few sins, doesn't spell out all of them, but he uses a few sins to illustrate to us that, yeah, these kinds of things need to be put to death now that we have become Christians. And so in baptism, there needs to be a commitment to bury those old ways of sin, put them to death, which means we crucify our old ways. We put an end to it. We discontinue it. We exterminate it, and we wipe them out of our lives forever. You know, and that's a, a big reason why uh, sin is a big reason why a lot of Christians end up getting baptized again because there's been a lot of Christians that, you know, sometimes they didn't have that understanding at first and now that they're older, they have that understanding and they want to get rebaptized, or or sometimes we fall away from the Lord and, and we go for, away from the Lord for a time and as we come back to God, we, we kind of say, you know, I, I need to get baptized again because I need to show people that, that's going to be my past again. I'm going to make a fresh and a new commitment. And so that can be very important. Romans 6, 12 to 13 goes on to say, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to the sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. And so, again, baptism is a commitment to take sin seriously and put it to death. And so that's what you're symbolizing when you're uh, getting baptized. You're kind of stripping off the old ways. You're getting rid of the bad behavior. You're putting to death your old ways with the intention that they stay dead, buried in the water. And that old lifestyle is now going to be behind you, buried, gone. You know, another interesting part here is that by doing that, you're also literally breaking the power of sin over your life. When you make a commitment like that, there's an empowerment that comes from God that helps us to put sin and that old lifestyle behind us. You know, sometimes, you know, uh, you know you, when you practice sin or you do sins, it's, you know, it's a lot of times people just can't just stop. Sometimes there's a real battle. Sometimes it becomes like an addiction to us. And, and so how do you break that? Well, it's by commitment, a real strong commitment. And sometimes baptism can be one of those things that can break that power that as you go down and you're declaring that, saying like, this will have no longer any influence in my life. Like, this is over. I was talking with Crystal here just a few moments ago, and I was telling her, you know, Crystal, I was remembering your baptism. And when she was being baptized, and, and she came up here, 
She said in no uncertain terms what her life used to be. But she also said in no uncertain terms, that's the end of it. And I ain't going to live that way anymore. And she hasn't. It's passed, it was buried, and it was gone. And so baptism can help us break the power of sin over our lives as we make that commitment to put sin behind us. And so if you're having a sin problem or you're having a a hard time getting victory over a certain area in your life, I would encourage you to follow through with a commitment that you openly declare, I don't want to live like this anymore. And by God's grace, I'm going to bury it today. And it's going to be buried, left there behind, and I'm not going to pick it up again. And that's something we need to remember as well, that when you're baptized and you say goodbye to that old life, don't go back and pick it up. And I don't care if, you know, some of the things that you, you know, put to death, maybe they were good things. There was nothing wrong with them. It's dead. Don't go pick it up. I don't care if it's good or bad. If you buried it, let it stay buried because you gave it to God. Keep that in mind. Romans 6, 6 to 7 says, We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We're no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And I think that's a wonderful thing as a congregation to be praying that, that as you see people being baptized, that you start praying, Lord, help them. That as they put to death and as they lay down their lives and their old ways, that they don't bring it back up again. That it stays dead, buried. I think that's a wonderful thing. And we're praying that people have victory uh, over their sins uh, because of that. So in baptism, there are some more kind of more serious things to consider when we come to baptism. And a lot of times we don't necessarily talk a lot about this. But we do, especially as adults here. Baptism is saying goodbye to your past, saying goodbye to your sins. It's a new resolve to put them behind you. And so as you go down in those waters, you're symbolizing, yes, you're getting washed, you're getting cleansed. The dirt is being left behind, it's being buried, it's being put to death. That's what you're symbolizing. That's what you're demonstrating as you go down in those waters of baptism. You're making a declaration. I repented of my sins. I'm no longer to live that way anymore, but I am going to live for God and Jesus Christ and follow in that new path. Which brings us to the next part of that symbolism and baptism, which is a symbolizing, symbolism of rising with Christ. So as we are baptized, uh, and the symbolism of that, of putting to death, well, as we rise up out of the waters, there's a symbolism there that we're rising up to a new life. And that's something we should keep in our minds as well, that, you know, when I get baptized and I come up out of those waters, I'm not going to be the same person I used to be. I'm not going to do those things I used to do anymore. I'm going to live my life in a totally new way and follow after God. And and so that's something that you're symbolizing as you're going down in the water. So to make a commitment in that regard, to say, yes, Lord, That's exactly what I want to do today. When I get baptized, that as I go down in the waters, I want to say, man, that past is behind, and I'm rising up, and I'm going to be the new person that God wants me to be. Romans 6, 4 says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. And so baptism should lead to a new commitment 
to live for God. You know, back to what the kids say. I want to get closer to God. Well, that's what it should be. That's part of the commitment that you're saying, I want to get closer to Jesus. And so I'm leaving that behind. I'm rising up to a new life where I'm going to get closer to Jesus. And that needs to be our focus after baptism that we're choosing to live for God. Romans 6, 13 says, Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So a commitment to baptism should be a declaration that, you know, we've been given a new life. And in that new life, I'm going to live completely for God now. I'm going to totally focus my life on God. You don't go back and dig up the past, good or bad. Your focus is now to live for God completely. That needs to be your focus. Colossians 3, 1 to 3 says, Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. So as you come up out of those waters of baptism, you're signifying a new life, a new person that's committed to follow the Lord and to put him first in your life. You have a, a, a new focus, a new purpose in your life, and that's to serve Jesus Christ. Colossians 3.10 says, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. You know, just as you're baptized in water, you know, after you're baptized and you're quite wet, you'll go change your clothes. Well, you know, spiritually that's kind of what you're doing as well. You're kind of taking off those old wet clothes and you're putting on some new dry clothes, kind of a new resolve that you're going to follow the Lord. It's a new priority. You're a new person now. Colossians 3, 16 to 17 says, Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father. And so baptism really, you know, as you really look into the deeper parts of it, it's about taking your relationship with Christ a step for, further, making a commitment to be a good representative of Jesus Christ, living a new life, a different life than what you lived before. And so as you're baptized in water and as you rise up out of those waters, remember it's a demonstration that you're a new person. You know, the old life is behind. It's dead, it's gone, and now you're a new person. You're rising up that's going to serve the Lord, that's going to honor the Lord. And so that's something you need to keep in mind as you go down into the waters of baptism. And so next week, there'll, there'll be a big baptismal tank right here on the floor. Be filled with water. It will be warm. We also put chlorine in there, just, you know, any germs, kills everything. And so we'll have that tank nice and warm. It'll be so nice and warm, you'll want to stay there, but you can't because you want to say, no, that stuff's dead. I'm leaving the dead stuff behind. Chlorine kills the dead stuff too, by the way. So as we do that next week, you'll see people go down into the waters, and, and we believe in immersion, so we actually lay that person down in the water. You're covered, 
And so, you know, you're fully covered. It's fully buried. And then you rise up out of those waters, symbolizing the new life that you have in Jesus Christ. That my old life's behind. And, you know, as Christian people, we need to remind ourselves sometimes of that. I think sometimes as Christians, we probably need to be baptized every month uh, because sometimes we can forget uh, of how we're really supposed to live. And so we want to make that baptism really mean something to you. That, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm done with the old ways. And that's where we need to get to that place with sin. You need to get to a place where you say, I'm done. I, I'm absolutely done. I'm not going to deal with this uh, and play around with this anymore. Man, I, I want to deal with it once and for all. And baptism can be a great way to symbolize that whole process of what you're doing, saying goodbye to that old life of sin. So in closing this morning, I just felt to speak about another side of baptism, you know, that it's important as well. It's not as important as the other areas because baptism is very strongly about your choice that you want to show to the world that you are serving Jesus Christ. And, And so that is definitely the biggest part that we have chosen to follow Jesus, that we have given our lives to Christ, we have Christ into our lives, and that baptism shows that to everybody. So that's really good. You know, in some of the older days, uh, I can think of uh, lots of times people be baptized in lakes or rivers, and, and that's good, although you'll have to wait till summertime if you want to be done that way. Uh, but otherwise, we'll use a tank. I, I know some places uh, over in England used to put a baptismal tank on the steps of the church uh, because they wanted to be not just a testimony to the Christians, but they wanted to be a testimony to the world. And so they do it outside of the church and have a big baptismal tank. And so kind of an interesting way to do that as well. I, I can think of the people that used to do all the, the polar swims. Well, they used to do that. that you know, that's, that's nothing. They used to do that years ago. Still do it in a lot of places that are very, very cold. They'll actually cut a hole in the ice and people will get baptized. You imagine getting baptized, cutting a hole in the ice and volunteer. Yeah, I, I want to do that. Uh, well, you know what? That does happen. People do do that. So I want you to consider as we come into baptism these next two Sundays to contemplate about where you stand with baptism. Uh, if you've already been baptized and things are going great, that's wonderful. Bless the Lord. Uh, we're glad that you've done that. Uh, but if you've never been baptized in water by immersion, then I would really ask you to consider that taking the step following the Lord in obedience, and getting baptized. And I know some people say, well, I was baptized as a baby, and da-da-da-da-da, and, and that's all good, and all that's wonderful. But baptism really is about you as an individual making the choice. Not your parents' choice, but your choice. And, and so you need to come to that place where you make a choice that you will say, I will be a follower of Jesus. And again, not of a denomination, not of a church. Sometimes people make baptism all about a church or a denomination. That is not the truth. That is not what we're to do. It's about a demonstration that you are now a follower of Jesus Christ. And uh, as you do that, think about that part. Yeah, I'm going to put to death my past. And, you know, some of us have some colorful pasts uh, that, you know, would be good to be buried. And, you know, that's what you're symbolizing in baptism. I'm done with it. I'm done with that. That's not, that's not the me anymore that you've all seen and watched. That isn't me anymore because I'm bearing it today. 
and I'm rising up to be a brand new person to follow Jesus all the way. You know, the Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, um, that this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, or other translation, a new creation. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And may that be your profession, that as you get baptized next week, that you might say, my old life is gone. My new life is just beginning. And I really pray that you would consider that over these next two weeks, and uh, we would love to uh, baptize you. And again, you know, you don't have to become a member of this church. You don't have to make any promises to us. This is between you and the Lord, and we welcome you uh, to come, and we'll be very happy uh, to baptize you. And if you've fallen away from God, if you haven't served God, and it's been a long time where you've kind of gotten away from where you should be with God, and you're kind of feeling impressed, not because of me or even because of this message, because you're feeling the Holy Spirit speak to you inside to say, I think it would be a good thing for you to go and get rebaptized to signify that this here is the new way, and I'm making a fresh commitment to serve Jesus Christ. So baptism also has a part of commitment. We don't always talk about that part, but I want you to think about that over these next few weeks. And pray that, and pray that for people who are baptized. You know, sometimes we just celebrate people, which we should, when they're baptized, but we also need to be praying for them. That as they leave this place, and as they walk out those doors, that we would continue to pray for them. Lord, help them. God, God help them that they really do put to death that past. That that past would no longer bother them, and that, Lord, they would just go on to this new life, this new purpose, this new joy, and serving Jesus Christ. Because serving Jesus is a joy. Serving Jesus is a happy life. It really is. It brings us happiness. It brings us fulfillment. It brings us joy. It brings us peace. And so as you think about that and baptism, come and talk to us or come phone the office this week. And as I say, we'll be having baptism next Sunday and then the last Sunday of the month as well. But maybe you're also here today and you know, you've never made a profession of faith. You know, you might have known about God, you know about Jesus, but you never really got that place where you said, you welcome him into your life. And again, you're not joining a church. You're not joining some denomination. You're just simply saying, Jesus, I need you in my life. I do believe in you. And I welcome you to come into my life today. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins and that you would help me to live for you today. I do want this faith. I do want to live for you, Jesus. Just a simple prayer like that, a prayer that comes from your heart. There's no special prayer. I know sometimes we lead people in certain prayers, but that's just to help a person express what's inside of them of what they want to do. And so if you're here today and you know, you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life to come into your life, that'd be a great thing to start with today. And you can do that right where you're sitting and just say, Jesus, I need you. I welcome you into my life today. I ask you to come into my life. I want to live for you. I want to put away all those things in my former life, and I want to live that life that's now going to be pleasing.